Hey guys, it's James. And Nicole. Ooh, and you're about to get into that delicious Marshland Media content you know and love so well. But first, we have exciting news about the Patreon. Oh my God, what is it? We're doing a giveaway. Whoop, 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 whoop. It's the Marshland Media Patreon Toku Bundle Giveaway. Here are the details, guys. From now until the end of February, you can go sign up at patreon.com forward slash MLM pod on the $5 or $10 tier before February 28th. What will that do? The $5 tier gets you one entry, $10 gets you two entries for this giveaway. If you're already a patron, no worries at all. You'll be entered in the giveaway as well. You may also be asking yourself, What's included in this Toku bundle? We've got trade paperback copy of Ultra Mega Volume 1, my personal favorite comic book series that came out last year, Toei's Spider-Man pop figure, one Sailor Moon, and one Godzilla vs. Kong bag clip keychain, and a Lord Dracon and Rodan enamel pin. Now you're probably wondering how and when will the winner be picked? Well, guess what I got that friggin' answer for you. The single winner, it's only one winner, will be chosen at random during a live stream on Saturday, March 5th, 6 p.m. Central Time. And just so everyone knows, the winner must be located in the United States of America and or Canada. Once the winner is chosen, we will contact them for shipping information. If you have any questions, please let us know. Ooh, that again is patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. Full details are over there for you to read right now and for you to click that sign up button. Now, on with the show. Ooh, James, I just woke up from the best tornado nap, and I gotta tell you, I'm feeling pretty weak. No, Sean, shut up. This album is terrible. James, what do you mean? There is nay a reference, nay a little tap on my toe of a jitterbug, and I need that little insect into my heart. Well, I thought it was Wicked Witch of the North. What up, motherfuckers? It's been like three weeks since we've done this. What is this? It's Shuffling the Deck, the only <laughs> definitive introductory ICP playlist podcast. My name is James. I'm Sean. Hi. Oh, and welcome hey. in oh. to, oh my God, and there's a tornado, Sean. No. Wow. No. James, can I tell you why I'm in such a good mood right now? What's that? Because it fits in no other segment of the podcast. James, I'm feeling amazing because Jimmy motherfucking Pardo, guess what his favorite, guess what city he loves? He loves Buffalo, man. Buffalo, New York, baby. He name dropped it in an advertisement. I was, the episode came out on Wednesday, but I was pooping today and listening to it and Oh, I popped so hard. He takes pictures of our architecture. He walks around. He loves, uh, he said, he loves, he used the L word. The, and I feel ooey gooey. Jimmy Pardo, come to town. Get yourself a beef on Weck. It's on me. 
Jim Stakeout is now Jimmy Pardo Stakeout. Nobody, nobody that's not in Buffalo understands that reference, but everyone in Buffalo understands that reference. Loves it just like Jimmy Pardo loves Buffalo, baby. I was going to message you of like, hey, Jimmy shouted out <laughs> Buffalo today, but I was like, he'll end up hearing it. Yeah, no, I'll listen to it. Was, oh my gosh. That there was, so was also cool. a lot of Buffalo love on Grift Horse. Howard Kramer was showing Buffalo love because somewhat a fan sent him cereal with like I think the like and also a rookie card of Buffalo football players. I don't remember. Just don't do not name any because I will not know. Okay. And he was uh, excited yeah. about it. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we we went to the Super Bowl four times in a row. We never won, but it was always it was a great fucking team. Next year, dude. Next year. Dude, stop. We're hope knocking on wood, knocking on wood. And like this year, uh pro uh pro wrestling gorilla, which is one of the biggest indies of the indie promotions. That's where like the Young Bucks and all those AEW guys and a lot of like New Japan guys today and a bunch of WWE guys like Kevin Owens. A lot of these guys came through PWG. They had their big BOLA, the Battle of Los Angeles, which is a huge annual, like huge annual uh, tournament. And the winner this year was South Buffalo Zone, specifically South Buffalo Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, Red death everybody's favorite murder son daniel garcia it is a good it, it's a good time to be from buffalo right now Ooh, jimmy, jimmy pardo, pardo loves howard kramer pwg yeah for, yeah i don't i don't know like daniel garcia is just a cool I, it's so dumb but to see like someone from buffalo is on tv and they're actually very good hooray yeah, and grisildia is charting up the the chart filthy bastard no, I'm old, dirty, fat bastard. That is a very good cross promotion. Yeah, I support. It, it I would support, be like I support that celebrity child. Oh, what's get get? I can't do a Scottish accent, so I won't even. Or an Irish. I don't even. He's Scottish. Scottish. He's Scottish. Uh, <laughs> that'll be the weirdest like uh like pedestal for me to stand on. Is, like excuse um actually he's in fact Scottish. Okay. Well, I know someone would give us a one star <laughs> review and be like, "No fat bastard Scottish, you fuck." Anyone who's like really getting on that if that if that's the hill you die on, you got to explore more hills, bud. I'm gonna say it. Oh yeah. Go to Hamburger Hill and eat some hamburgers. I found out on a stream I was ranking Digimon based <laughs> off from sexiness on, in a tier as list. As you want to do, sure. And Burgermon, I ranked as Ew. the sexiest Digimon. That's, you know what's scary about that is you can make that happen. You can just fuck a burger. You could do that today. Uh, no, Burgermon is a chef, like a little petite oh, chef with a burger okay. hat on and makes burgers. Thank fucking God. I was really worried you are going to go out there and fuck a burger today. Uh-uh. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> right. It was just uh -uh. a chef that reminds me of Nicole, and that's Aww. why it's number one sexy. But speaking of <laughs> things of that ilk, cartoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, is, yeah, 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 That's my new character. It's annoying interrupting guy. What do you think? I hate it, obviously. <laughs> it is official, guys. I have watched... Every episode of Yo Yogi. Yes. What yo, do you think? Yo, yo. They love the writers for some weird reason. I have never seen it in a show since and probably never will. 
unless Nicole starts writing comedy because there is mm-hmm. so much wig humor in this show. <laughs> there, there's an entire episode where like there's a wig shop in a, a haberdashery and all of a yeah. sudden everyone's <laughs> they say so many just offensive things for or like in just right like hey you're a baldy right but how they are saying it they're like i'm a baldy Mm -hmm. someone is going around and just buzzing off everyone's hair like jackass no but like all of it like like a tasmanian devil tornado comes to them but with clippers Uh, you know uh you know it reminds me of i've told you my scariest courage the cowardly dog character is fred yeah oh i fucking hate him like to this day i don't know why that episode he doesn't do it all he does is cut your head a lot or like shave all he does is shave your head it's literally on paper the least scariest thing possible but oh my gosh that episode ruined me that that's the i love that tv show immediate uh remote reach i just couldn't handle i couldn't handle fred so uh, I'm terrified of this Tasmanian head shaver and Yo-Yogi. Uh, that's like on Aqua Teen Hunger Force, that onion who lives in their attic, and he just goes, the shaving. Oh His, like, cre- <laughs> creepy thing he has is just hair trimmers. Why is hair creepy? Why is that creepy? Well, it's just like in Japanese horror, there's girls with wet hair there's dark water which is a disgusting movie for someone who doesn't like hair in his mouth they they're like mm. they turn how on many the people have you met that are like get that get that hair in my mouth I don't is know. that a fetish that's Pro- gotta oh, be yeah. a fetish i, I right? will never see anything about it because i will immediately gag sure there was a good mythical morning where it was like will it something i don't remember what it was and one of the things was shaving cream and they sprinkled a hair on it as well and they had to uh, eat it i was like oh nicole i need uh, to go in the other room goodbye have have a have a have a wonderful life i got to leave mm-hmm, i got mm-hmm. i got to part the country excuse me but yeah but congratulations on finishing yo yogi i'm sorry to derail you oh no it, yeah i really enjoy it super secret squirrel is so adorable in it because he's a little kid learning detective sleuthing from yogi it's a great show Aww. it's guys <laughs> it's all on boomerang check it out and mm-hmm. we've discussed new metal before on the show and it's in the lexicon people are just all about new metal these days yeah oh absolutely 2003 this album's 2003 baby this is we are reaching the pinnacles of new metal and new metal mania and some people might classify new metal as this a rap beat mm-hmm. guitars Singing, but also screaming, and then pseudo-rapping, correct? Yeah, that seems like a reasonable definition of new metal. Hot take. By Mm. definition, Alanis Morissette is new metal. All right. I didn't realize we're going to get into such controversial matters off the bat. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) you can. (laughs) New metal is Alanis Morissette, guys. Nobody can see James just flipping off the camera as he... as he makes his proclamation of Alanis Morissette as new metal, you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers just got a deal, baby. It was <laughs> I wish I knew of a new metal festival. Oh, you want? Oh, okay, this is it. Lilith Fair? <laughs> Stop it. Before uh, you, oh my gosh. Eat this your whole... heart out because guess what? Ozfest is being taken over by the likes of Alanis Morissette, etc. <laughs> Dave Coulier's like, oh man, I inspired new metal. Pfoo, pfoo, because he makes horn noises with his mouth. 
There was a surreal episode. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. The surreal life episode where of they Zach went and in. Cody. No, not at all. Sur- was the bit worth it? I guess you're derailing. You. Just uh, we. Uh-huh. It needs uh-huh. to be concise. This episode. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're That's derailing a, a tangent. That's the issue <laughs> of a, a dumb reference. There was an episode of The Surreal Life where Dave Coulier was his season. And I believe this was also the season with Flava Flav and the lady that they were kissing on each other. Uh, Brigitte, Brigitte N- Nielsen. Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, I remember I watched the fuck out of that season. That was a very that mm-hmm. was a good season. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you remember this episode? They went into the studio to make a I guess charity song. Yeah, because there was like a was it, I think that was that might have been Jane from the Go Go's was in that season too. And well, th- there were musicians and legit musicians, and they were sure. taking so much time. And it, one of the musicians was like, "Seriously, we're." We need so much else on this song. And what we're focusing time on so much energy is Dave Coulier doing mouth horns on this song. <laughs> yeah, that's always been stuck in my head. It's, that's, the, that's our new metaphor for when I'm for when we're just detracting each other's tangents. And then at the end of the out, and then is we're spending too much time on Dave Coulier's mouth horns. That's the metaphor. It's just mouth horns. That's what we're gonna say. Jeez, with these mouth horns. These fucking mouth horns. Or trumpets, uh, they said. Are you ready? To, uh, are we ready to get into segments then? <gasps> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 2003 in professional wrestling over at the WWE. I've got one word. I've got four words for you. Excuse me. Those four words are. Evolution is a mystery. We are balls deep into the uh, reign of terror. This is Triple H being the world heavyweight champion over on Raw with the Evolution stable featuring Ric Flair, Randy Orton, and Dave Batista. When does DX show about? Is that afterwards? No, that was before. Oh, that's stupid. How so? Because he... D, D, wait, is it? De, oh, no, it's Degeneration. I was thinking it was De-Evolution X. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Keep just, going. Because I was no. going to be like, wait, he de-evolved, and now it should be Evolution, then De-Evolution. Uh, no, it's actually, from a storytelling from a storytelling perspective, it's interesting. From a booking perspective, it's kind of very rough. It, the Reign of Terror is not like, it, I think that's you kind mean of a nickname. The Raw of Terror. No, no, no. You said it was rough, and you, I think you mean raw. Oh, man. Yeah, they raw dogged the fans pretty hard. <gasps> it's, a, <gasps> it's a lot of Triple H going over people that maybe he probably shouldn't have. The way, like, this is the Booker T burial. He's going over Goldberg. Goldberg, who, like, this is kind of a huge deal that he finally came over to WWE. Fans love this dude. I wasn't a huge Goldberg fan, but he was over. He was over like Rover, baby. Triple H goes over him. Um, but it's so from a booking perspective, it's not great. But from a storytelling perspective, yes, James Goldberg, this is not a joke. I'm not like ma- doing a little funny bit. Goldberg is fantastic on the Goldbergs. Heard. I haven't watched the show. I buy it. Watch the show. It's great. Goldberg and Goldberg was fantastic in uh, Santa's sleigh, which is yeah. a fucking phenomenal movie. 10 out of 10. That opening scene is so violent. So good. Chris Katan oh just gosh. gets murdered. 
Have we talked about Santa Slay on this podcast before? No. We should more often. <laughs> that movie's amazing. Um, but it's I like that you brought up DX. I wasn't gonna get too into it, but it is interesting seeing like DX, Degeneration X, they're all these punks and their leathers and their rock and roll music. And then evolution is an absolute 180. This is Triple H in the fine suits. He acknowledges he's the boss's daughter and he's yeah. just money. Like so from a storytelling perspective, it's great. Like it's a Triple H evolving into an even shittier heel. From booking perspective, it's terrible. Over on SmackDown, though, we have the Lesnar push. And Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble. He's going to, for Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19. SmackDown's pretty decent. The last two things I'll say about WWE, the uh, biggest match is Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match, period. He retires at WrestleMania 19 at Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock 3. This is their third encounter. It's an absolute war. If you've never seen it and you have the means, Stone Cold versus The Rock 3, 19 is awesome. And then uh, 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 for, from a Sean perspective, in 2003, over in Buffalo, New York, ladies and gentlemen, Whoa, Gail shit. Kim debuts and wins her first women's title in, my, in the first uh, live wrestling show I've ever seen. And it was awesome. Gail Kim's, the, Gail Kim's the fucking best. If you've never like, looked up Gail Kim stuff, she's amazing. Over in TNA, uh, they're still holding the NWA titles. They are still on the weekly pay-per-views. They have no TV deal, so just every week they have a uh, they just have a little pay-per-view. The NWA the NWA Championship, the ten pounds of gold, is being traded between AJ Styles and Jeff Jarrett, and the X Division champions are Kid Cash, Amazing Red, and Chris Sabin. Sabin, one half of the Motor City Machine Guns. I think it's Sabin. Uh, it is Saban. I believe it's Saban. It's Chris Saban. It's Sabian, I meant to say. Sab Sabian. Uh, yeah, this, but so the well, Sean, exhibition. Do you, do you know what that is? No. It's a, it's <laughs> like. Wait, a Sibian? A, is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, we know what a Sibian okay, is. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Do you want, do you still want to explain it? It's a, like a horse saddle for you to sit on and it has like a dildo and a vibrator on it. And it's it, a horse saddle for coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, try not to laugh videos. Well, Pornhub has try not to squirt videos with Sabians. Sibians? Sibians. Sabian. Sab it's Sibian. I think it's Sibian Tiger. Wait, what? Okay. Now, what does that mean? It's like a Siberian tiger. But, but it makes you come. Yeah. On them oh, big old fangs. Yeah, with the big old fangs up in my big old cooter, make the kill. Rub your um frenum no. on a Whatever on a this tiger's no Rug your rub your fre uh, frenum. Yeah, frenum, frenum. Okay. Are um, you circumcised? Over oh, I was moving on. Uh, are you circumcised? Oh yes, I'm. I'm moving on. Okay, Thank you very so you much. Know that, over like, in like R O H that. that you know, front-facing tip of your penis, right down where it's like super sensitive. That's the frenum. Was that worth it? Yeah, this is science. Okay. We're letting people learn. We're not going to tell feels... people anything that they haven't heard about violent J rapping. No, but what they don't this... know is their own bodies. Oh, my God. The I frenum. Have... This feels like Dave Coulier mouth horns if I've ever experienced Dave focus Coulier mouth horns. the frenum and you'll be get them. Uh, over in Ring of Honor. We have the big Joe is gonna kill you. Samoa Joe begins his 645-day reign as the uh, ROH World Heavyweight Champion. Too long. 645 days. Yo, you say that, but have you seen Joe? The dude was crazy over, over the whole time. 
I get like a lot of times when I read that, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, can we spread it around? But like, hell not, dude. Joe was fucking over like Rover. Sometimes here. And it's the thing. There are there are people out there going back to Goldberg who love the streaks. Some people just like like Goldberg was their guy. And I'm not going to take that away from them. If Samoa Joe was your guy for those 645 days. Hell yeah, dude. If that's the wrestling you love, fucking love what you like. Love what you like, just don't be a dick. Am I right? Over like Grover. Grover from Sesame Street. Yes, I, I follow you. But guess what? Mm-hmm. He's what? super Grover. Okay. And do you know who Uber Grover is? Oh, um, That's when Grover who? ascends to deity. Okay, thank Okay, okay, okay. That's the Uber Grover. Uh, and he kills God in Final Fantasy, all of them, correct? Uh, most of them are, are God creatures, yeah. In New Japan Pro Wrestling, IWGP champions include uh, Yuji Nagata and Shinsuke Nakamura. I should look up if that was his first. Um, but it's wild. It's wild when you think like, and anyone who's watching WWE now, and if you are, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but I'm a, I fucking love Shinsuke. I don't know if you've seen any of the Shinsuke stuff. No. Uh Shinsuke Nakamura is amazing, and it's wild to think like he's still going. Like he's winning the he's winning the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship in 2003, and he's still going. I think he's the United States Champion right now on SmackDown. Yeah, but wasn't he like 14 in 2003? Uh, I don't think he was 14. How old is he? He's like 50 something now. He was 14, which means uh, he's 30 years oldish right now. I think you are just trying to say that uh, with confidence, but it's not true. And you are creating lies and misinformation. And why don't you calm it down a second there, Joe Brogan. Ooh, that's my nephew's name. (laughs) One of those words is my nephew's name. Nice. And that is my wrestling review for 2003. Yeah. Kurt Anal. Kurt Anal? Kurt Anal? Is that what you want to go with? Damn it. Kurt (laughs) Angle? More like Pert Anal. I want some pretty mm. anal on me, okay? Okay. Just do the fucking music review already, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, d- d- were you ever into Tomorrow's Nobodies on uh, Newgrounds? I not know what... I don't... Oh, uh, no. I was never really into... I don't think I really got into Newgrounds ever. Damn. What about Mega Man Dies at the end? Is that a Newgrounds thing? No, I mean, it's a YouTube thing. It was on Machinima. Oh no! Cyanide and happiness. I was sex. I, I was having a lot of sex. Yeah, so was I at fourteen, regretfully. But I was I still on actually. Newgrounds and shit. I wasn't. I was just trying to cover for the fact that I wasn't on Newgrounds at the time. What was I doing in two thousand three? Well, I'll tell you what I was doing in two thousand three: watching uh, Pert Anal take on oh. Rock Lesser. Well, I was just gonna say we we got some great guests coming on. Mostly speaking, Sentai. Hell yeah. But what's happening in 2003, musically speaking? Well, 2003, we're going to the indie charts, just like Ring of Honor is an indie. R-O-H. Joe is gonna kill you, R-O-H, R-O-H, Joe is gonna boop. Yeah, a mouth Yeah, yep, 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 yep. So this is what was on the charts. I believe this is a couple weeks after the release because it's August 9th, 2003. We'll get into when this album was released later, but I pulled this for a specific reason. Because Mm -hmm. coming in at number five, I think yet again, Van's Warped Tour, a compilation album, is on the charts bringing it up. 
Next, we have New York City by the Peter Malik Group featuring Nora Jones. Nora Jones was also tearing it through the charts right now. Is Nora Jones also do battle? The problem? No, Nora Jones is like <laughs> a raspy voice, like, oh, yeah, I think. Talking about ecstasy. Okay. Then coming in at number, should we skip number three? I don't think so, because it's Violent J with Wizard of the Hood. Hard up. We'll get to that in a moment. A lethal dose of American hatred by super joint ritual. I have no idea what that is, but that's an awesome fucking name for anything. And for the 40th week on the independent chart at number one, Lil John and the East Side Boys with Kings of Krunk. Fucking A, buzz. They I, redefining music. Hold on. I do have a yeah. note about that. Uh, do it to it, Lars. Kings of Krunk was the highest selling independent album for both 2003 and 2004. That's wild. Lil John, just from this album, was a multi-millionaire and could have retired. Didn't need to do another thing. Well, and from, I, you know what? I don't know the whole scene, so they probably didn't start it. But this, I'd imagine from how popular this album is, probably the thing that like really just jump-started an entire genre. Oh. Made, like, or pushed into the mainstream yes, at least. absolutely. That's huge. That's crazy. Because it was like 8-Ball and MJG, 3-6 mm -hmm. Mafia, that group of people coming from like Tennessee neighboring areas they're the ones who really pushed crunk out and then you could also say like houston texas with uh dj screw duh those mm -hmm. will also be prominent figures in crunk and prominent figures later on in the charts i'm pretty sure well yeah well that's the i think that's the crazy thing about crunk it's not just a genre that was created it's a genre that comes like ska is a genre that came out and it was like everyone like yay but not the way where Crunk came out and then influenced the overall, the, the umbrella genre of hip hop the yeah. way it did. Like, not, I don't think there's, I can't really think of too many other genres that came out and just influenced its like mother genre. I would say the combination of Crunk music and Fruity Loop Studios being able to be so easily torrented at the time mm -hmm. pushed what we now know as like trap music in modern day hip hop into being because crunk music mm -hmm. besides, you know, like Lil John and some people getting some guitar riffs going on, it's all digital music and you can do it all in Fruity Loops. Hell yeah. And yo, anytime there's a new genre that's really accessible, it mm -hmm. usually takes the fuck off. Yeah. People, Punk rock. Yeah. Fucking A, bud. Original hip hop. Yeah. Like those early days, just two turntables and a microphone with my old Uncle Fred uh, with a pot belly slapping it, slapping it at the dinner table. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 what that's that's how the jazz started. And in order to like if he's like, OK, we're going to we got to get a little more like pinginess in this beat. He jams his fingers down his throat, throws up mm -hmm. so his stomach is empty. And then it's getting mm -hmm. a nice like boom, boom, boom instead of like a duh, 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 duh. yeah, 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 yeah. My uncle, uh, Fred, a.k.a. Fruity Loops, they named uh, that uh, program after him. Whoa. Because he would just do it all, you know, uh, acoustically on his body, on his sweaty Thanksgiving Day body. 
They were like, how can we make this, but just like based off from loop progressions? Yeah, exactly. And uh, then he took a nap because he was actually a very stupid man. Very musical, but very stupid man. And then all those science nerds figured out how to put it into a computer. uh, Just during one of his naps, not even a full night's sleep. Well, no, because he gave them so much. That, like, yeah, it just took a... Also, his naps were off in 16 hours. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, so yeah. a full night's sleep was just eight. But if he's like, hey, it's it's noon, I'm going to go for a nooner right now. And then yeah. the next day at around four o'clock, he wakes up. He wakes up, uh, then he, he hoses out the garden, then he goes to bed. Hoses off the garden? Yeah, you know when you get you know when you get oh, dirt okay. on your garden and you uh, have to hose it off. I, well, at first I was like, "Oh, you you're I realized, oh, you're just watering it with the hose." But how you said that's, it, that's yep, that no, that's how I meant it. Okay, good, you good. Know, you never get a real dirty garden. And you're like, "I can't have a dirty garden." And then you have to hose off all the dirt. My grandfather had my pa had a garden pretty big. He made corn, he made uh, with I a, love with a K. Them. Yeah. Boom, Influenced by Alanis, of course. And that was more of a Seinfeld bass riff than yeah. a chord bass riff. Oh my and God. I, and if you give us a one star rating for that, you know what? Go back to your 90s classic sitcoms and, and, and tell me that deserves a one star. Tell me that deserves a one star. Guess what? You take that bass riff and just throw some distortion on it. Guess what you got? What you got? New metal. Hell yeah. Seinfeld is new metal. No, Seinfeld's pop punk. <laughs> Seinfeld's pop why? punk. Why? Because he has sex with minors. Jesus. Yahoo! Yahoo! Jesus. <laughs> or dates minors. We don't know what they did behind closed doors. Oh, good burn. Good burn. Um, and <laughs> are we ready to move into, are we going to move into the album? Yeah, dude. Released July 22nd, 2003, I believe during a gathering of the Juggalos. Generally, if it's in some week in July now mm. from up until 2022, it's probably going to be a release at the gathering. Erd. This is Violent J. Also, I think that's why it takes a couple weeks for these to get on the charts because it's like the initial release for the Juggalos is on that day. And then it's probably like the not the following Tuesday, but the Tuesday after that, that it's released in stores. Okay, that's conjectured, though. Speculation. Speculate, speculate. Push up your glasses, you nerds. We speculating. Yeah, just like ticket brokers buying a, a bunch of tickets and then selling them for jacked up prices. Mm-hmm. Just like my dad, when he's telling me I'm too, I'm in the bathroom for too long. He doesn't know I'm jerking off. He's speculating I'm jerking off. And I'll tell you right now, I was jerking off. Just like my parents saying you're in the bathroom too long, but they knew that I was taking a shit and just nice. listening to unedited music being a sad 13-year-old. <gasps> The thing, even more than the release, what I'm curious... Do you have any information on the touring? of? Do they tour this album at all? Uh, I, I will get to a specific performance okay. related to this album. But this is the first solo effort by Violent J since starting the Insane Clown Posse. The first being Enter the Ghetto Zone in 1990. This is based Damn. around Wizard of the Hood slash Wizard of Del Rey from Carnival of Carnage and Intelligence and Violence, respectively. Carnival of Carnage? Yeah, I'm sorry. Carnival of Carnic. Carnic, thank you. There was 
another release of this with two separate bonus tracks called the Collector's Edition that was in like a tin case. Mm, a tin tizzy case? Yes, and then... Uh, uh, I listened to the album this week. You almost didn't listen to the album this week. I almost did week. it. I listened to the wrong album. Uh, we'll get into it later. It included a Violent J wrapping paper. What is that? Oh, like like present wrapping? No, no, like for weed, a Violent J, J-A-Y. Oh, oh okay. Oh, interesting. Kind of like that Cheech and Chong album that came with a giant blunt wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was that Up in Smoke? I don't I think it was Up in Smoke. I think it was a different, like before they did Up in Smoke. Yeah, because I think I had that. <laughs> I think I had that album, whatever it was. I, I was like a 13-year-old straight edge guy. Yeah. I was straight edge up until high school. I'm like, I like, but they're funny, but they make a good ha-ha, you know? Man, we're going to be talking about funny records in a second. This was produced yeah. by Mike P and Violent J as a collaborative effort, and it features all of Dark Lotus playing different roles within the Wizard of Oz story. Before we get into it, and just initially, like, general off the bat, what do you think? Of this album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's one of their best. I think it's very fun. Yeah. Uh, and like the rapping skills on this are, I don't think they have ever done as well as this. They are improving. Uh, a little bit of a spoiler for next week, um, but I did listen accidentally, because I am a fool, to hell, uh, uh, to Hell's Pit, because uh, I don't know what day it is ever, let alone week. Um, but the thing that strikes me, and you hear it here a lot, is just like how far they've come, mm -hmm. especially Jay. Like how far really Jay has come as a storyteller, as a rapper, as just like an overall like vision guy. Is like a like a hearer of the pieces. It's so huge. And to like to hear that like from nineteen was it ninety or ninety two was his last solo? Uh, nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Just the, like how far that was. Like how far away Carnival of Carnic was. Yeah. Even. And this is like, yeah, this is, this is fun. There was a, I will talk about it more next week, but I read that there are two things about Hell's Pit that I was like, fuck Sean. Oh no. One, it's dark. Just like Tales from the Lotus Pod. I was worried about that. And he intentionally like, or ICP intentionally made the beats more stripped down to kind of feel more like Carnival of Karnak. And I was like, oh man, mm -hmm. we didn't like that album. What if, what's Sean going to think? But I'm excited about that one very much. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think the reason we didn't like that album was just a lot of it was not good yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. also the Tales from the Lotus Pod, it being so dark. Yeah. I, but which again, it's not like, I don't know. For whatever reason this week. Uh, so where I'm coming from this week, musically, I've been listening to a lot of Gary Newman. You know, you here in my car, I feel safest of all. Look at me in my car. Synthesizer music in cars. Wait, I don't know why. Get, you mean pilot Gary Newman? Wait, I don't what I don't know that reference. Uh, the, on the mighty boosh, I believe it's Gary Newman. There was a joke. <laughs> Where they were talking about Gary Newman and Noel Fielding just goes, you, you know, he's got his pilot license, right? And it's just a very <laughs> funny bit that they did. And it's always stuck in my head. Hell yeah. Pilot Gary Newman's the fucking man. Um, but like that. But I think the thing I'm really gravitating towards a lot of this 80s synth stuff is less the 
I mean, Gary Newman did. Actually, no, because Gary Newman and Two Boy Army, they have this whole album where it's like real creepy and like you have a sex doll, but you're sad and alone. And it's fucking like that alone dark shit. And like some of this goth stuff I've just been listening to a lot of. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I'll say it a bazillion and a half times. I don't know why. I think Dark Lotus was just a little too shallow to be that dark for me. Okay, all right. First album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I. I like, I do like, I do like, I do like my sad boy music. I love my music dark. It just then, needs, if you're going to be real dark, you do have to be a little deep. I, I think then you're going to like Black Rain, the next Dark Lotus album, which we're getting to in mm-hmm. two weeks, because that is more a gothic or like rainy day darkness opposed to we're in a basement that used to be a slaughterhouse and we're doing a satanic ritual. Which I also, here's the thing, I'm down with that. It just felt like in that first album they were, it was more about name dropping than it was about like, why are you performing a satanic ritual? What are the goals? Like, yeah, like that was the, it's weird to call something that demonic and that's, and, and, and that like tied to their overall message shallow. But Mm -hmm. I think for, especially where they go. Well, fuck, because I accidentally listened to Hell's Pit um, and where they go into some of this in these, in their later stuff, not in this one, this is not a dark album at all. No. But in some of their later stuff, that comparatively felt very shallow. Yeah. Um, Let's get back to Wizard of the Hood, though. Let's do it. They, in 2016, which uh-huh. I, Sean doesn't know the magnitude of this right now, but Magnitudes? How do they work? Yes. Once we get to the 2014-2015 era of ICP, he will somehow, Violent J was able to get both Twisted and Blaze Your Dead Homie to perform a like a stage performance, set designs that are changing, costumes, all of it. The entire Wizard of the Hood at Fuck that yes. year's gathering of the Juggalos. You can watch Fuck it on yes. YouTube. Fuck yes. Like the the series rolls. Like there are oh, there are stagehands. I'm going to get so fucking high tonight and watch that. <laughs> like, this is, that's amazing. That's the first, that's the one thing I wanted is because this is so clearly Andrew Lloyd Webber famously before he would like write a, like stage a musical, he would release it as an album. He did that with Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm-hmm. He did that with Evita. They were just like concept albums pretty much. And this is really, it's short. It's only 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but this, this feels like what they're going for. It is very, it's very much a stage production just isolated to an album. I was in a humanitarian or a humanities class and going to see stage performances was part of that class. Like you needed to go to one, do a short one page, double spaced summary about it. And because my stepmother and my mom, but specifically my stepmother at this time loves Wizard of Oz, we saw that we saw the stage performance, which is how I know the jitterbug is supposed. There's a deleted scene of Wizard of Oz, the movie that they mm-hmm. see like there's people dressed up as jitterbugs and they're doing the jitterbug because it was super duper popular at the time of the release of that yeah. film. So 35, I think 34. Uh, I thought it was 30, but no, it's probably around that time. Yeah. But that stage performance uh, at the Fron Thaw Theater in in Muskegon, Michigan, has the same kind of like visuals and parallels of this stage performance, which at 2016, I was completely out 
of most oh, yeah. horror core in general. But when I saw that they did this in it in its entirety and it was on YouTube as like a nice recorded sound as well, I was like, oh, I'm stopping what I'm doing and I'm going to watch that. It's very this whole album just feels fun. Mm-hmm. It feel it's like that's kind of why I'm so excited to watch that live performance. It's not their best album. Musically, like I some of these I some of these I kind of struggled to find notes. It's like, no, nah, it's fine. The last two songs I have like nothing to say. I'll, I'll say that right now. I really don't. I'm sorry. Man, multiple myself, I think the the again, like the Raven's Mirror, the hook is so good, but we'll get into that more. I agree, but you're right. We'll get into that when we get into that. Yes. Remind me I said this, and I'll defend it and agree with you at the same time. Yeah. Um but yeah, like this is so I'm so happy they I'm so happy they did it live. I'm I'm a little bummed. Mm-hmm. Well it makes sense why they took them to 2016. Because that was the thing I was worried about was like they're putting out so much, there's no way they can tour this. There's no way they can do like a silly live show. And it's not like unlike, you know, Jesus Christ Superstar or Vita, those are those are parts. Yeah. Actors can play those characters. These all these parts are members of the Dark Lotus. Like you can't. Yeah, I do. You can't stage this. You can't stage this with anyone other than the Dark Lotus. I do. Like I'm curious if they ever did perform any songs from. They probably did do. um, I can think of one they probably did. Yeah, that's what yes. I was gonna say, but yeah. we'll, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to give it away, but like, oh my gosh, yeah, that song's fucking great. Uh, I will give this away right now. I was listening to that out loud, and Nicole said, "Let me find the quote." Mm-hmm. This is real bad. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> we should get like, into how, the album. I was like, "How do you think this is real bad? This is like upper echelon of. I think it's the it's, singing during the. Even though I think the singing's really good, but." We know we what. We don't need a brain, don't need anything. We just need somebody to smoke with. That is not the melody of that song. No, it's not. No. no, it's not. Oh, Why didn't you stop me then? That's being left in. Because I was uh, like, well, maybe he's going to find the melody. No, or maybe I'm just. Of course not. Maybe it's Discord doing something to no, it. No, I'm just bad at the things I try to do. Well, we. Let's start this out. Yes, yeah. we've heard what we've thought about it. But what did other people think about this? Oh, we jumped into the reviews already. Yeah. Okay. Three and a half stars from Kenny C in 2009 saying, I don't really like ICP, but this is a pretty good album. The rapping isn't too bad and the beats are pretty good too. I have listened to the entire album a few times actually. And every time I think that I should give ICP another chance, I'll get around to it someday, I suppose, maybe on my journey into Detroit rap. And that's so understandable because this really doesn't, feel like an IC this feel this it's not it's not only that it doesn't feel like an ICP is that if it was ICP it's the most entry level mm-hmm. it is so friendly it is so for 2000 for 2003 very like joyful and yeah. like bright and it's very very accessible e- even the two darker songs or like more hardcore songs are still like fun and have you know like major power chords to it there's an acoustic guitar in this album. Yeah, many. Strip. Yeah, it's so it's weird. So Kenny C, I'm glad you liked it. I don't know. I'm curious how that trip into into in, into jugglism went for you. Well, this next person, we can just write them off right now because it's real Rida saying crap in 2006, saying Wizard of the Hood. 
Please, Violent J or ICP is not from the hood. Yeah, they act hard in their own backyard. That I just realized is like them doing a rhyme and it fucking sucks. This CD (laughs) sucked. I don't know why these dudes hate on Eminem because Eminem is about a million times better than this fool. I guess it's just because they are one big following. Whatever ICP says, the Juggalos will follow too. Next is J-Core saying whack in 2004 or they say this CD sucks. It's cheesy as hell and the beats are R-word. Don't buy it. Hmm. Next is Abracadabra saying another in a long line of trash. Two stars though. In 2003, they say this album gets two stars because it starts off with a little of that real old school ICP style. The kind of feel that made the Ringmaster and Riddlebox what they are, but then falls off into their current garbage state. Everything post Malenko is just a big steamy pile of garbage. They were never very good in the first place, but at least they were funny. Wait, hold on. Actually... Mm-hmm. Can I read a couple more reviews real quick? Sure. Mark B says <laughs> hilarious. Mark Shelton says so funny. Jacob, such a funny album. Law Guy 20, the funniest story. Silly Fox, hella mad funny. So guess what, Abracadabra? You are incorrect, but comedy is subjective, we've learned. I don't need to read the rest of this dude's shit. Just saying like, oh, the Wraith sucks. All of this sucks. So fuck him. It's just where we're at right now in ICP and in a lot of bands, any band that's been around for this long Mm -hmm. and ICP who have like gotten much better. The people that like hooked on early aren't going to like the new stuff because it's, it is very, it's very different. Yeah. You know, the rate, the Wraith is nothing or or so far removed from like some of their early stuff, like Riddlebox too. Yeah. And their sense, their sense of humor has also evolved. Yeah. They they aren't, but (laughs) 19 and like 23 in that era, they're in their thirties. But I I actually, there was stuff in here that I wanted to say. One Mm -hmm. thing good I can say about Violent J and the whole psychopathic crew is they have an eye for merchandise. I'll always love their clothes and jewelry and whatnot. It just aggravates me that wearing any of it makes everyone assume that I'm a big fan of their music. Oh, well, all I can really say about this CD is thank God I didn't pay for it. Wow, this guy's like early, I wear Misfits, but I don't listen to the Misfits, Hot Topic Mm style-y. That's interesting. Next huh. is John saying bah in 2004, two stars. What the fuck? Bah? Yeah, B-A-H. <laughs> this, is a, this is an 87-year-old man who got on board at Carnival of Carnage and can't believe where they went. Yep, or <laughs> it is a sheep in the big city. This is awesome. <laughs> okay. John says... Meh, that's it. No, I'm kidding. This CD is actually enjoyable, but very stupid. Ever since Violent J started smoking, that's all he ever raps about, and it gets annoying fast. Lies, guys. I think Violent J minus, like, the Amazing Jekyll Brothers, maybe it's just because it's the first one I listened to, post- Him smoking weed, I think, is the best era. His weed smoking days, upper echelon, the greatest. I know I've now said upper echelon, including that three times. But Violent J smoking was a good idea. And finally... This this is... uh, Because on that, too, especially for this album, this is a stoner comedy. Yeah. This is 100% 
absolutely a, a how high stoner comedy. So like this, I won't say he does it all the time, but especially on this. Yeah, this is a, I smoke a lot of weed and I do mm-hmm. silly things with my friends. We got to get, uh, we got to get Jim Brewer, not Jim Brewer. We got to get Harlan Williams out of jail. Let's go Jim Brewer and Dave Chappelle. Like that, this is a, it's a stoner comedy. I just realized what public domain property could we make a stoner comedy out of in a few years, Mickey Mouse, but until then. Uh, it's a wonderful life. Is that public domain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely, it's been public domain for a long time. Okay. That's why actually, yeah, stoner comedy, it's a wonderful life. Let's do it. Yeah, fuck yeah. I've I never like seen it. the movie, so I don't know how it ends. <gasps> it's so good. Is that, that him movie, jumping off a bridge? Yep, the movie ends with him jumping off a bridge and killing himself. Okay, so it's a guy. It's a comedy. He's so baked out of his mind, and he's like, oh, man, I'm just, oh, I got too high. I, I, all I can think is just I need to end it. Or maybe, like, he got high to, like, forget things, but he still has those woes, and he's like, I'm going to jump off this bridge right now. And then, like, we see, a, like, a wider shot dead at him, and he's just, like, on a small, like, curb but he thinks it's a, like super tall and then it goes into a wonderful life hallucination thing and he's just high and we keep cutting back to him just on the street corner and people are like what is he doing as they walk by i i lied i hate this idea i quit okay all right i I'm, I'm saying this to steal that idea uh and then i'm gonna cut you out of it and i'm gonna make a million dollars okay cool uh, hey, uh, if you're, that means people will start listening to this because they'll be like, oh yeah, you want to know? He does this podcast. That's cool. I want to hear, I want to hear the podcast where this man destroyed his friendship so he could die alone in his, his sad <laughs> house on the hill. Finally, Carlito says, an obvious genius, five stars in 2003. Violent J, how do I respect thee? Let me count the <laughs> oh, ways. No. Oh, I no. guess it was sometime after hearing Bob Dylan's Blonde on Blonde with a friend that he turned me on to a fellow by the name of Violent J. That's <laughs> that's not where I expected that to go. Huh. That's... That was my favorite review. Well. How do I respect ah, thee? Let me count the ways. After my friend turned me on to blonde on blonde. You go, how do... How do you go blonde on blonde? Like, you know what, though? Let me pop on a little riddle box for you. See if that does anything. You like that way that guy talked really fast with a bunch of words thrown in? Well, let me blow your mind here with a pair of wicked clowns by the name of Violent J and Shagatoo Dope. That's so... That would be like if if Nicole and I, when we first started dating, I'm like, hey, the first time we started dating, we went to a place called The Rendezvous. It was a diner 24-7 in Grand Haven, Michigan. It's no longer open. The pandemic wiped it out, unfortunately. And also Mm -hmm. they they were – they stopped doing a smoking section. So like the punk teens left and just old folks came in. So going there – I said to Nicole, hey, pick out some of your favorite music, make a playlist, and we'll go back and forth while we drive there. If I had shown her Fevers and Mirrors by Bright Eyes, and she's like, wow, this Connor Oberst is so amazing. If I said, you want to know who you'll like compared to Connor Oberst? Violent J. She would have, like, jumped out of the freeway. Absolutely. She'd be somewhere in the wilderness, like constructing a dress out of leaves yeah. and animal skin. 
And you'd be sitting in... <laughs> she would not have been like, Violent J, how do I respect thee? Let me count the way. But it's also the interesting thing about, like, popular music as just time goes forward, where, like, it's there's it's a lot less like, oh, I'm into rock. I'm just in, I'm into rock and roll and just rock and roll. I'm into rap mm-hmm. music and just rap music. It's like, you kind of are just into a lot of stuff. We talk about Damon Albarn a bunch. Yeah. But, like, what I was better going example to- of just... Someone who just like pulls everything together. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to bring him up when you were like, oh, I'm really into like this moody stuff. Uh, Gary Newman. I was going to say, have you listened to Everyday Robots by Damon Albarn yet? Yes. And by yes, I mean no, because like, anywho, but Damon Albarn as an example of someone who like is pulling from everything Mm -hmm. and it's just, and it's like, so it does as weird as it sounds, it does make a lot of sense to be like, yeah, I like Blonde on Blonde because it's a great fucking album. And I like this album because it's a great fucking album. I, or I like Blonde on Blonde and Dean, and uh, I almost call it Dean Malenko and Great Malenko because they're just two fucking great albums. Yeah. Like Coffee that's, and TV. I watched Cruel Intentions again. And, I've never seen it. Oh, it, it's, I think, unredeemable characters doing terrible things to people. I remember it being a very horny movie. Not that horny now that I am adult. Mm-hmm. Because so it's, it's it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, you used it's to think always, that was horny, dude. Hell yeah. Have okay. you seen Dennis's Dennis's body parts? He's got great body parts. No. All right. I, I was never super into it. I don't think it's a bad show, but me too. But for the same reason, it's ter- It's essentially terrible people doing terrible things. Oh well, at least that's a comedy. Cruel Intentions mm-hmm. does have jokes in it, but these people are just like sexual assaulters. Yeah, it's bad. Manipulating people. But let's get in track by track. Oh, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> you they, have to edit this podcast. It's. I mean, I just edit out silences. Okay. And pauses. Uh, okay. Uh, like then track that. by track. We'll go, go into the intro. I just had, look, let's get a high and tell stories. Yeah, th- so... I like that part where they are letting you know up front, hey, this is a story. Do not mm-hmm. take this literal. This is not canon to the greater Joker card uh, lore pile that we've, we're going to dump on you. Yeah, it's like Mario 3. It is a yeah. stage performance. This is a fun stage performance with a silly frog at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not Mario 3. That's a different Mario. But, you, yeah, you get the idea. It's not? Uh, wait. It, I, oh, that's Mario that, 2. That was Doki Doki. Yes, 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 yes. But but it's this is going to be kind of a fun, lighthearted romp. Uh, and then we get into uh, Let It Rain featuring scumbag Dorothy. Yeah. Violent uh, Jay's character is an absolute scumbag. Can we oh, agree on that? Yes. And okay. I'm going to touch on it very little because did you watch the Wrestling With Regret that came out last week? I did. And I love their little cameo. Yes. Uh, I. By the way, shout out if you're... Great channel. Great YouTube channel. Wrestling with Regret. Uh, me and James are both big old fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a very chill, very, very chill. This is the uh, guy where I get like what you like. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Uh, that comes from that channel. And it's kind of the overall like just the overall vibe. And it's phenomenal. But he was covering JCW. Juggalo champion shit wrestling. Specifically the Slam TV episodes. But what I, I bring that up because I know exactly what you're going to bring up. Yes. Because I am a genius brain. Violent J and Shaggy uh, regret using the F slur. 
Mm-hmm. And I like which, that, which yeah. if, if anyone is like, oh, why would they do that? I, I think I've brought it up before. Damian Quinn of Dark Half edited out that word when they reissued and remastered one of their first albums. Because when you have this fandom that is specifically when you are going after the outcasts, yeah. you are trying to get the people who don't feel like they belong in society. In the late 90s and early 2000s, you want to know who they felt comfortable enough to say what they are and who they are. I guess who they are, not what they are. Mm-hmm. Because what they are seems like I'm being mean about it. But they, yeah, they're yeah, saying you're a shithead. We're moving on. Oh, <laughs> they they say who they are, and that is queer people. So when for some, and this is the weirdest thing in the 2000, like two to 2000, and maybe just like six era, they are they never used the F slur until now. I think it might be maybe the Eminem stuff made them start using it more, but I don't remember it being in. Carnival of Carnage up to like Riddlebox, even like Great Malenko. I mean, there was homophobia, but not, I think, less of the actual word. That's also part of, that's also part of just the music and the vernacular. I remember like that word 2002, 2003, that everyone was using it. But he is specifically saying he is gay bashing and they're shaggy two dopes. Mm. Fuck the fuck off. We'll get into it. And we will not be doing the sec there is a super villains album that was never released and there it it's it's called the f song is colloquially yeah. under juggalo terminology is what it's called and it is just that literally them killing gay people for being gay oh jesus because i was gonna say there's a song later here where they kind of clarify that they're using this uh because they call bigots the f word and they're doing it in a way like the um the south park ism which I don't agree with, but there's the episode of South Park where all those bikers come to town mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, we want to call them the F slur. It doesn't mean gay. I, like we didn't even realize it meant gay until you just told us it meant gay. And I think I've said this before. The whole thing with that, arg- my whole thing with that argument is that's cool for you. But for those people, it does mean that to them. Yes. You know, you I... can't take it's their it's it's their word to reclaim, not yours, if that makes sense. So oh, I think I've said it before. I think it's the most hetero thing I've ever done. I kissed a guy in order to make out with a girl in sixth grade, but then Mm. was called gay and the F slur a lot in middle school because of that. So when people started just like talking bad about gay people in general, I froze shut down because I was always afraid that stuff would then turn around and be like, hey, remember when James did that? Let's make fun of him for it. Until, like, I became a crazy person in high school and started, like, defending people who were either gay or people were calling gay. But in middle school, I would shut down. And that's what happens when you are a a marginalized person and you're like, yeah, I'm having fun. Rap music's fun. Yes, the juggalo culture. I'm part of this. Oh, okay. They're all right. They're they want me dead. They want me out. Yeah. Um, we're, we probably spent too much time yes, undefending I, this. Yeah. Um, but I, that's one of the things where if people are like, well, why do you hate DMX? Well, since his, since he died, he was against gay people. So yeah. uh, I know, and especially the Brian Zane, he even clarifies later on in the video that they regret using that, those words and even yeah. just in general calling people gay and it being bad, all of that. So yeah. 
we we need to to recognize that and be better people. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But off from that, yeah, a couple more things on this song because I do want to. I did want to bring up. Uh, I love. He's just a, so. Is a scumbag Dorothy? He falls. He's you know. He's he's a uh, he's a drug dealer. He um uh, he 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 beats people up. He's playing his Mega Man uh, when he goes to what sleep. I would like to bring that up. Okay. I also just want to... Okay, go ahead. Mega Man 3 came out on Nintendo. Yes, it did. So did Mega Man 4, 5, 6. Okay. All of those came out. This yeah. was released in 1990, and the, which the Super Famicom came out in like 90 and 91, I believe, which means... They kept putting out Mega Man games long into the Nintendo's life, which is just baffling to think. Like, now it's like, oh, you're getting FIFA and Madden Mm -hmm. as late life or uh, Dance Dance, whatever it was called. Not Revolution, the other dancing one. But they would do that. I mean, Donkey Kong Country was a late in life and Killer Instinct were late in life Super Nintendo games. And then N64 had a couple late in life games while the GameCube was coming out, too. It's still, it's just weird that Capcom wasn't like, oh, let's switch and do Mega Man until Mega Man X very late in the game also switched over. It's, it's crazy that people, what's most crazy is everyone knows Mega Man and it was such a late in, I guess you could say the same thing about Pokemon, but Pokemon is a, a behemoth in itself. Yeah. They found a formula. I think it, I think is what it was. If I would, if I were to speculate and they just like they just found the formula. They're like, we can make it on Nintendo for cheaper. Let's sure. do it. We already we already have the dev kits. And I love the tor- I love the tornado going back into the song. It's like there's a tornado outside. A tornado. Go to the door. Open it up. Tornado noise. Yup. All the same. Back to my game. It's all right as long as that motherfucker stay outside. I'm tight. Like he's just so nonchalant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, about the tornado, and it's just like it's so silly, and it's set in this tone for this is going to be a very satirical. Essentially, what it sounds like, it is ICP doing Wizard of Oz. I like also this. Yeah, I like that you put it as this is a stoner comedy version of Wizard of Oz. Absolutely, that's the perfect like this, description. This could be their movie. Like this mm-hmm. could be. It's, um, also, this this song includes the words "happilatin," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we can't. We that's such a fucking good word. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. "happilatin." That made me so happy. Do you want to get on to the next song? Yeah. Uh, Yellow Brick Alleyway, baby. Uh, not a bad song, but I think it's uninteresting. Like, it, it's yeah. fine. Scumbag Dorothy's Crack House, lying on the Wicked Witch of the South. And that, uh, the, the, all, the, all the munchkins come around. They're like, you you did it. We love you. He's just like, hey, in that case, I'm dancing with y'all. Yeah. And that's the best response to like, you saved us. You've liberated us from the evil Wicked Witch. If that's the case, I'm dancing with y'all. I love that. It's amazing. Uh, okay. Uh, I was going to bring this up earlier. Well, re-listening to this, I'm like, wait a second. There is no, like, Wicked Witch of the West or, like, a good witch. And then I realized, oh, because they didn't know or collaborate with any women rappers. Yeah, there's no there's no other witches. Just the dead one under the house. And she does not speak. Nope. Thanks, I see. Technically, yeah. technically, this passes mm-hmm. the Bechdel test. <laughs> You're like, uh, I, I forgot what, what I said that on. And Nicole and the guest was like, no, James, it doesn't have any women. It needs a woman in order. That's the first part of the Bechtel test yeah. is that it's two women. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Get it, guys. 
uh, are you, do you want to talk about the next song? Real oh, quick. Do you have anything on Yellow Brick? I no, wasn't no, no. Sure if you I already else. said everything, but real quick. With you on the podcast, there have been two yes. other guests. Nicole for a quick little bit and Corey. Okay, yeah. So in the lexicon of shuffling the deck, who's the Dorothy? Who's the Scarecrow? Wait, who replaced me? Well, Steve Barnes. Steve? But I'm saying with yeah. you. And okay, I already so know you're okay. So Steve Barnes is the Wicked Witch. Of I already the knew West. you were gonna say that. So yeah. I was Steve gonna say Barnes, that you for motherfucker. the end. You don't get any lines in this one. Then Lil Corey, like Scarecrow, Tin Man, and okay, the Cowardly Lion. Okay, so if Steve's the Wicked Witch of the West, uh-huh. then I'm Dorothy in this instance. Whoa. Also because well, right? Because he's oh, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't hate him. I'm the one that I'm the one that fucking wants his skin on my mantelpiece. <laughs> you be my scarecrow. Yes. Uh, I guess I feel like Corey would be Tin Man because Corey's very sweet, and then Nicole will be the uh, the lion because in this album she's terrifying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like Nicole. No, I. She flames out of the side of my head every time I see her out of fear. Fear (laughs) flames. I have, it is, I I don't, I don't think she exists on this plane of reality. I don't know what strange conjuring you managed to pull off, but you're a warlock and she is a demon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Love her though. Love her to death. When Nicole and I were talking about this, Mm -hmm. I said, you would be the cowardly lion because you have deep anxiety and sometimes you don't leave your apartment. Yeah. You're scared of the world sometimes. Yeah. Thanks, pandemic. Lil Corey would be the scarecrow because he's the youngest out of us and is like naive of the world. Mm -hmm. Then Nicole, I said, would be Tin Man because she doesn't, she's like heartless. And then Nicole tried to mansplain Wizard of Oz to me. And she's like, no, she's the one that doesn't have courage because doesn't have a heart. I was like, no, she doesn't have a heart. And then she's like, well, then what? Do, what's the cowardly? It's right there. He needs courage, cowardly, cowardly lion. Yeah. Doesn't have and a brain, one. scarecrow. <laughs> and then I didn't want to put myself in the Dorothy role, but Nicole's like, but you have brought the three of us together. Dorothy Stiley. Yes. And then, you know, outside of Oz, you guys work for me as farmhands. <laughs> Great. That's what happens if this podcast goes belly up. Yep. We all just become farmers. Yeah, we uh, get get a plot of land in Wisconsin and just start tilling it. I love it. Homies to smoke with, baby. Fucking great song. I don't smoke, but this one does it for me. Yo. The rap skills are great. Mm-hmm. It's the, awesome. The hook is... The hook is phenomenal. Yes. I fucked it up, but it is a very good, it is a very good chorus. It's like, I uh, don't want any homies to smoke with. That's Bob like Dylan. Barney the dinosaur doing Bob Dylan. Hell yeah, dude. Barney Dylan. Uh this is and this is the scare this is the scarecrow song, uh, in this in terms of the story, featuring Monoxide Child mm-hmm. as Crow. Crow? That crow? Yeah, it's the one. From uh, Mystery Science <laughs> Theater. Yeah, no, I got you. Okay, okay. Just make a chart. Um, but I just, and I just, and, and kind of like, and, and instead of like, he acknowledges he doesn't have a brain, but he's not worried about it. He just wants, he just wants friends, which is the fucking sweetest character want you could ask for. And I think weed. So. And weed. Well, specifically, I think the, the thing, he does have weed. But it's dirt. Quality weed. He wants quality weed, but I think even more than that, which is why this album, again, is a lot lighter. It's like, he wants quality weed, but like. Quality he, time. The, the, the whole song is, I just don't want to smoke alone. Smoking alone, if given the opportunity, at least that's what I got from it, was that 
He just wants quality time. He wants quality buds with some quality buds. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I do wonder, yes. because of, you know, weed's getting legal in within the United States, state by state. Mm-hmm. They, a main focus of this is Oz, at least, you know, along the yellow brick alleyway, is very much a dry area. There is no weed. And as a teen, my brother and his friends would talk a lot. They, they would be scraping resin out of a boiled bong to, yeah. to be able to smoke the resin to get high because no one had weed in the area. And I wonder if teens still have to deal with that, specifically states that have legal weed. Well, I mean, teens would because they can't buy. Well, I, I know. But I think they was, could get like from another person. They could get it. We would we would do that because we were broke. Like, I remember we would scrape resin. And that's the end. Because, yeah, I, was, I went to college uh, when I started smoking weed. I, I was in college. And it was with this hippie town. You know, not huge, but like. usually not dry a hippie town in new york state admittedly a pretty rural town in new york state but you're still in new york state um like it wasn't too hard to find weed it was just how much money do you have so i think i feel like people still scrape resin you went to college in north long island right uh no 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 why do you ask oh that's the i was like what's a rural area that people doesn't know is rural i went to school on lake erie baby oh dang i'm from the, the land of the lakes Dude, got big lake loving. Also, there's a little homies call out at the end of this song, which is homies. That song's homies. It's just kind of the, as they fade out. Yeah. Um, Next is Thug Wylan. Thug Wylan. Yep. With Jamie Madrox as the Tin Man, a.k.a. Tin Tizzy. Yes. And he this, he does mm-hmm. it. He's a Tin Man without metal, a.k.a. a strap, a.k.a. a gun. I thought that reveal was so so the song goes um they're walking along now it's a party of two uh crow and jay and they get held up from a voice behind them and they're like ah shit and they're so it's it's a class it's a classic hold up maneuver Mm -hmm. give me your wallet give me your money give me everything i'm gonna blast a hole through you motherfucker and and they're selling it they're selling uh jay and crow are selling it like okay please don't hurt us we don't have anything but there is a wizard who probably has a whole palatial manner, mm-hmm. go in there and rob his motherfucking ass. And as they turn around, Jay realized, you don't even have a gun. And it's so he turns his, it's the, the, it turns, well, I have, cause line, I have the line here. I turned around. What the fuck? You ain't even got a gun. I know. You think maybe the wizard got one? He, he just turns around immediately and it's so fucking cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I loved that reveal. It's, I didn't love this song. As much as like home, like homies to smoke with is the single. Yeah, it's it's weird, and because this is their new medley song a little bit. Alanis Morissette. This is their Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, fuck, man, I thought I love the character. I, I I love how they did it. I love it as a character piece. I like those guitar riffs in it, and it's real good. We ain't safe. No one's safe. We fallen victim to Thug Wyland. All right, next is Horribly Horrible, I believe is the name of the song. Horribly Horrifying, but I agree. (laughs) Uh, So this one, it has Blaze as the cowardly lion, but he's just trying to get bitches. We learned that in the next song, I think. No, no, he's he's talking. You're right, you're right. Sorry. But this song, for people, juggalos who know this, also I think I've made it known, I love Axe Murder Boys, AMB, they have 
an album called The Unforgiven Forest. And if they that is so influenced by this song specifically. If they say it's not, well, guess what? They're lying because it is. Listen to the like the last five songs, like when the Unforgiven Force becomes a concept album at the end of like two demon slayers going through this demonic forest. Guys, check that album out. It's very good. Yeah. And I think the thing about this song uh, is because did you call him a cowardly lion? Yeah. But he's super not, right? Like, he's the lion. But there is nothing. Like, Blazy Dead Homie is not scared of anything. He's Blazy Dead who? Blazy Dead Homie. Did I get it wrong? No, uh, there's a song where he accidentally says, yeah. Who you dead who? And he's like, oh, no, sorry. Back back from my hometown. <laughs> we'll get to there. We'll get to there. It's great. It's a great moment. Um, but yeah, he's like super, like, like, he's super assertive and aggressive. He's being very territorial. The, his, the, whole, the conflict in this song is you stepped in, you stepped onto my turf now i gotta fuck you up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's not even a thing like where the tin man kind of like backs down the last minute because he doesn't even have a piece no this line is gonna murder these three uh until jay's like wait i have weed and the lion's like cool and then he's like hey man what do you want pussy i bet the wizard has pussy he's like yeah okay let's go like it's (laughs) the conflict resolution is just like hey man you want pussy and weed yeah okay and it's like fine I'd laugh if, like, the wizard just, he doesn't have pussy, but he, like, there's just a wall covered in pocket pussies that everyone starts fucking. Yeah, which, like, I don't know. The lion would probably be down for that. Yeah, why but not? It's just, but I, like, so we have our... I want some homies to poke with, and then they start having sex <laughs> with a wall. But, like, so by but by, the, by horribly horrified, we have our four, you know, our, our, our core cast. Our core four. And, and I do like how they're, they've set themselves up to, it's not a one for one. They are the, uh, the, the Dark Lotus version of the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Scarecrow doesn't want a brain. Scarecrow just wants weed and buddies. The Tin Man doesn't need a heart. He kind of needs the opposite of a heart. He, he's looking for a fucking piece. That's what he's going to the wizard mm-hmm. to do. He's going to the wizard to give him a fucking gun. That's the opposite of a heart. I, I, in the context of Wizard of Oz, I don't think you can go more off the other end of the spectrum of like gun versus heart. Yeah. And the lion is not cowardly. He just needs something to do. Yeah. Like I think he's he's bored. He's more bored than anything. Well, let's find out a collection of things they do want because the next song is what you talking about. They start going through this valley of shrooms, the uh, you know, like the mm-hmm. poppy field, but we don't want to do opium, so reasonable. <laughs> can, can I go down a list of all the things they want? Please. They want menthol cigarettes. Yes. The Batmobile. Absolutely. Homies to to just hang out with. You also have caddies. Mm. Sex will high. Ha 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 ha. Titties on the backs of women. Yeah. Mego toys. Yeah. Bitches. Hell yeah, that that's where you put the titties. Yeah. The album by Blaze Your Dead Homie that isn't released at the time yet called Colton Grundy. <laughs> oh, I was wondering about that. Pay-per-views okay. on a big screen because that's better than seeing it live. Hell yeah. And that fast forward to skip the jobber matches. And the wizard slash going home. Which is like Jay's whole. Yeah. Like Jay's the only one who still has the same want. Mm-hmm. It's a list song, which I know are your favorite. It's not, you know that. But at least this <laughs> this is a it furthers the story and builds character opposed yeah. to just 
a random two bars, everyone going back and forth. No, this makes total, this makes total sense. I'm like, it's not, it's not the most exciting song in the album, but if someone actually came up with like that, no, that is the song I like because it is the, cause it's, it's probably the most detailed with, with their listicles. They usually, they're usually pretty good at creating the details and creating like painting the scene vividly. Except in uh, Bizarre, we didn't like that one. Get it out of here. But, like, I think this is... Yeah, this is fine. It's not my favorite. Also, it has... I really a, like this one. There's one line uh, I really, really like, uh, which is the, why not stay with us in this fancy-ass fantasy land? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to bleed into the next... I'm sorry, but why did you like this? Like, what... So, like, really, like, what gets you on this song? It's just nice. I like the beat. The, the raps are good. The flow. It's just a good churning song. Yeah. If, honestly... Homies to Smoke With is a really chill, vibey song. This reminded me a lot of that. Like, this is, a, it's a, this is another great song to vibe to. And another great song to vibe to is the next one called Shiny Diamonds. This song blew my mind. It's just I good. in a good way. Yeah. All this is, of it. This, this is the acoustic guitar I was referencing earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is, like, parts of it feel like a country song. Yeah. This is so the last line of what you what you what you're thinking about is why not stay with us in this fancy ass fantasy land. Violent J goes into why he doesn't want to stay in this fantasy ass fantasy land and all the nice things about home. Like yeah, it sucks sometimes, but they're so good. It's because it's not braggadocious. It's not big. It's not grand. It's just the small, humble things Mm -hmm. that can sometimes be nice. That's the that's that's the hook. It ain't. Uh, it ain't much going on, but that's where I belong. Cause some of these, some of them days are are shiny diamonds. Some of them days are shiny diamonds. Sometimes it's not even always perfect. Just sometimes. And he's singing like Eddie Vedder, but only better. How dare he? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard a Pearl Jam song and like consciously knew I was listening to Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam is the band, dude. But yeah, shiny diamonds. Shiny diamonds, all right. It's a ballad too. That's the weird. Mm-hmm. As far as yeah, it's like. Yeah, it's the straight-up ballad, and it's not a bad one. It's great. Next up is The Wizard's Place. Uh, I just have a few things about this. I love Shaggy's bit, like the audio bit. Yeah. If you do an audio bit, I'm immediately going to like you. I might have said it before on this show or other podcasts. Brendan Small, when he goes Mm. on Comedy Bang Bang and he does conceptual audio bits, the hardest I have ever laughed on Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, I fucking love it. Just and it's usually just bad podcasts from like Tidy and Victor. Yes, no, great. that one specifically is so that one's fucking so good. good. It's so fucking funny. The buzz starts happening, and uh, also like Scott Ackerman does not know the bit, and he's like, "Wait, wait is is that coming from us?" And they're like, "Oh no, actually no." And then. They're, yeah. they're like they introduce the guest, and then it is the most muffled, muddy, garbled thing you've ever heard. And they're like, "Yeah, we we actually um." The microphone was turned the other way, so you can't hear him that well. <laughs> well, and it's so like only Brendan, only Brendan Small can get away with it. If you don't, Brendan Small, uh, home video, home movies, and Death Clock, mm-hmm. and like especially with Death Clock, like the dude understands sound. Yeah, like he has, he's skilled in a lot of areas. One of them being sound recording and sound mixing. Uh, and so for him to like come up with to do this bit, it's, it's the old adage, like to do to break the rules, you have to understand the rules. If you really want to be avant garde at something, you have to understand the form so well that you can just fuck it up. And like Small's a dude that like understands that game mm-hmm. and understands how to do it to just ugh, it's great. There was yeah. a time when he was on and I think Cameron Esposito was the other guest and he was promoting 
his a solo album that he did. And they're, he's like, oh, yeah, let's do this song. There's like dueling solos on it. They play it. And it's just like amazing technical fret work and all of this. And then Cameron Esposito's like, whoa, 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 wait, is this you, Brendan? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, why the fuck are you doing comedy? And he's like, the right. o-, he said, the only way I was able to get a job making music was writing myself in on a TV show. I'm sure. That dude's a fucking genius. He's great, guys. Yeah, Prince Maul's a fucking man. But let's talk about this trash. The Wizard's Palace. Yeah, it's fun. Like, the beat's great. I like this actually a lot. It's it's just fun. ABK's there. Uh, And and to explain, like, the bit, the whole bit is, like, so Shaggy's the wizard. And it's the famous, like, if you know the Wizard of Oz, he, he creates this big, giant, floating head of fire. And then someone pulls the curtain back. Shaggy's version of this is this big, booming voice that then just keeps going out because his equipment's fucking trashy. Yeah. Which is a very ICP joke of mm-hmm. like, it's not, like, there's no tension. It's just, I got some trash, I got some trash equipment. And then someone pulls the curtain back. Fuck, I should have gotten my vocal processor and done oh, that, that right on, on here. But yeah. we don't have the time for me to grab it. But plot wise, uh, am I going to move on to the plot? Yeah, go for it. They pull the curtain back. He's like, no, nah, it's cool. I got this magic blunt. It'll give you everything you've all wanted. The The lion takes a hit. He finds a hoe. Uh, Tintizzy, he takes a hit. He doesn't get a gun. But the wizard explains to him, hey, you, you're already made of steel. Steel of here, your heart. You got the confidence. You don't even need a gun. And the scarecrow is like, wait, what happened? Why don't I see any friends? And he's like, look around. You've made friends along the journey. The, 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 it's not about the friends you make at the end of the journey. It's about the friends you make along the journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Jay hits the blunt and he magically wakes up at home. And he just lets you know, that's the end. Hope you liked it. And that's this. And that's, and that like, it's like, it's very simple. Like if, if this, if this ended up getting like fully stretched out, you would like to see that third act of like them going to the witch yeah. and like i think to be like if, if they like were to keep doing that live show somehow that would have to get written in yeah i do want to say i believe on our carnival of karnak episode we listened to wizard of the hood and you were like yeah it's just it's so condensed and it's just not good and i said to you hey hold those thoughts because we are going to get the full story oh, okay i'm glad yeah and it's the same and to be fair if i was going to criticize it it is too it's too can well what you think this is too condensed well i mean there's no third act i mean you don't you really don't need it and also you know they didn't know any women who could rap probably we don't know well that's it It, like if in this in the sense of a almost like fairy tale like a very simple story it's fine in the terms of like a full like proper like hero's journey three-act structure story yeah, you do miss the lack of you. Do, you do miss the wicked witch of the West. Yeah. You know? But like, yeah, it's like that. If I was going to critique it, but that's not really what this is. This is a fun side project, and it works. They could have gotten Ice T to be the wicked warlock of the West. That would have been fucking dope. Chia! Uh And then the last two we can quickly go through. Uh, yeah, I didn't take a lot of notes. Um, uh, axe swinging. I'm a juggalo doing juggalo shit. Yeah, it's fun. Pricker Forest, he talks about in that one book, Behind the Paint. It's in the, mm-hmm. like, lexicon of psychopathic lore. It was a haunted forest in their area that, as children, they would talk about. And oh, 
they say dropping kicks, I think is what he said, like Shokazugi. Mm-hmm. And that is a martial yeah. artist who was in yes, like a bunch of canon films, all of that. But spring it into mostly speaking Sentai. He's in Kaku <laughs> Ranger, guys. Go check him out there. He played Gali. Hell yeah. And like Tying some brutal shit. Tying it all. Brutal shit, did you say? Yeah, like there's some. So you would never watch Die Ranger. You weren't around for that. Die Ranger was brutal. Like it, also Kaku Ranger came right after. So it was had kind of the same dark feel. Uh, like yeah. someone gets punched and just like blood sprays out of their mouth. Yeah. It's badass. Okay. And yeah. finally, multiple myself. I think the hook is so good. And Pixar stole from ICP for Inside Out. Do you remember what I said before earlier about uh, that song? Yeah. And that's the part where I agree with you. It's weird. Like from a from a song standpoint, I don't like just from like a like like a story standpoint and lyrical standpoint. It's weird. On a technical level, it's very good. And he's doing great. He's like, he's doing fine stuff. I'm not super interested. It sounds a little, I have all these voices in my head. And it's like, they never really come back. They don't really do anything else for the greater lore. So it's like, I don't care. It's, 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 like, a, it's like a filler episode of an anime. Well, I mean, it's, it's a bonus track. That's it. But, and, 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 but like musically, and like, which is why like, I wanted to say I agree with you. Oh my god! Especially in the chorus. Yeah. The, the, how many just like shit? There is so many things going on that I don't understand because I got a dumb non-music making brain. But you can hear it. it's like there are so many rhythms and there's so many pieces mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. in the chorus it, that it does feel like a manic episode. Uh, and it's just fuck and like it's produced technically very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the part where I said well, like I agree with like it, like it whatevered for me. But also, no, you're right. This is a this is a great song. Yeah. Beano weeno weeno wee. So I think the last thing we gotta do is choose our songs. What's going on? Yeah, I I this is an EP, so we just pick one, right? Oh. Do you could you pick another? Because it's homies to smoke with, right? It's homies to smoke with. Yeah. I mean, that's because I know you could pick another, but it is just it is an EP. Yeah. The and the other one I would pick would probably. I mean. As an introductory, I don't think Multiple Myselves is good. Just like Raven's Mirror, the hook is great, but the rest of it for introductory is like, uh, this is weird. It's, yeah. So homies to smoke with. I think that's all we need to do. Absolutely. I love it. Cheers! Sean, next week is Hell's Pit. It should have been Dark Lotus's Black Rain, then Hell's Pit, but it's already in your mind. You did your homework. I'm no, excited. So we, could, we, could do t- we could do Dark Lotus. No, no. Uh, I'm, 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 I fucked everything up. I'm ready for Hell's Pit now. Okay. Um, then, yeah, next week is Hell's Pit, baby. That has a, like, 18-minute long song that I will sit down and listen to all of it. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, here. Okay. Also, next week we got to be very careful because I did the wrestling review for next week. Also, mm-hmm. 2004 is a great year. This was a little uh, soft, um, and we still took way too long on it because yeah. James had to get all of his boner jokes in. I did. I didn't uh, do any boner. You jokes. had so many boner uh, jokes. Pert uh, not, anal. Yeah, but that's not a boner anal? joke. It's, that's what? anal, dude. If it oh, if it gives okay, if it gives you a bone anus? zone, it's a boner joke. That's the rules. No, a real boner joke is um, putting... It's the entire Digimon stream that I did last night. (laughs) 
I did. The it was an entire characters. Yeah, it was an entire stream that I pitched to Nicole. Then I pitched to Nicole and Mike Parker of Lowbrow Studios in a <laughs> Sonic for Hire fame. He thought it was a good idea, so I was like, I'm doing it. Ten out of ten. But other than that, we should probably get into the plugs. You know me. Find me over at Goose Von Kaiser at twitch.tv and Sean Marciniak on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, it's sometimes I'm in public. I go grocery shopping. Heck yeah. Hey, guys, it has been announced in March on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. Lil Corey and I, normally we first we'll do... Once a week, it's the schedule is this existed. The Toku Reading Corner talking about Beyblade engage with Nicolas Cage. No, 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 not in March because a few months back, Lil Corey said, after I mentioned, Yeah, Three Ninjas is real good, he said, I don't know what that is. So I said, motherfucker, we're doing all four movies every single Friday. We're doing three ninjas. Then we're doing three ninjas knuckle up. Three ninjas kickback that's going to feature Melzer and another member of the muscular clown crew. And three ninjas, high noon at Mega Mountain. Man, there's someone starring in that. that Oh, yeah, it's Hulk Hogan. So you better believe Sean Marciniak's (laughs) coming on that motherfucker. (laughs) Hell yeah. So that's all in March. Please join that. You're going to have a great time. Also, the $10 patrons, you get exclusive watch-alongs. Four watch-alongs, that is. I'm doing a watch-along for every single one of those movies. I'm three down already, and those don't start coming out until March. I'm like, I'm banking these motherfuckers. It's going to be a great time. And also, if you're a $10 patron, you get a shout out on every single free feed episode. So let's begin, starting with Steve F. Happilaton. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. Happilaton. Alex Z. The Waz. Happilaton. Orion, a.k.a. Defo. D hyphen F-O. Happilaton. Kayla, a.k.a. Two Grapes. Happilaton. Tyler Wright. Happilaton. Elliot W. At Garlic Sunshine on Instagram for their amazing artwork. Happilaton. Jordan B. The Chaos Witch. Happilaton. My bickle is currently not on the Patreon because something happened to his credit card, so I'm not going to shout him out right now, but I will eventually in like a week or two. Happilaton. And you're not going to say Happilaton to this person, Steve Barnes, at Introvoid, who I started a podcast with about Wheel of Time. It's called Sweet Child of Time. I'm that sweet child, so go check that out. Hapa Faken. Ooh, you hate him, you hate him, you hate him. Hapa Hayton. Fuck, I should have said Hapa Hayton. Ah, fuck. <laughs> there was one other thing that I wanted to plug. I think it was the Steve Barnes thing. What was it? What was it? What was it? Oh, I think that's oh. it. Oh, yeah. And guys, if you're listening on the day this is released, Saturday, February 12th, I believe is the date. At 5 p.m. Central Time, I am doing the finale of Talking About Beyblade. It is going to be very weird. It is going to be a radio, like, morning zoo-type show. Freddy Krueger's a guest. Billy the Puppet from the Jigsaw or the Saw series is going to be our producer. It's going to be a very dumb time, so you're going to want to check that out. Over on twitch.tv forward slash mostly speaking sentai at MSS pod or just mostly speaking sentai on Facebook and the mostly speaking sentai YouTube channel. It'll be on all of those. Please check that out and donate some money because we need to make in donations in one night $2,500 or we're not going to do another episode of talking about Beyblade. 
fingers crossed we do not make that money because if we do, who boy, I will hate doing another season of Talking About Beyblade. All right, guys, check it out. Go check out the Patreon and all of these good stuff. Uh, I've been James. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Sean. See you guys. Bye. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.